Introducing Self, a new show about real people who are challenging their relationship to money to build a better future for themselves. My new focus is like, as these good things happen in my life, I want to be able to enjoy them. Their loved ones. Now, like, I really don't want my daughters out here wanting for nothing. Um, now it's kind of backfired because <laughs> now they really don't have no respect for me. And their communities. I want to create more services where women can feel supported when they don't have support. Self is live now with new episodes every Wednesday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is not a, a Justice Department and an FBI and an administration that is going to be open to anything we have to say about this designation. Welcome to Foreign Policy. I'm Sharon Weinberger, Executive Editor for News, and you're listening to the ER. I'm in Washington today, and joining me on the phone are Malkia Cyril, Mike German, and FP contributor Jonna Winter. Malkia Cyril is founder and executive director of the Center for Media Justice and co-founder of the Media Action Grassroots Network. For more than 20 years, she has built the capacity of racial and economic justice movements to win media rights, access, and power in a digital age. Born of parents in the Black Panther Party, Cyril's a leader in the movement for digital rights and freedom and a proud member of the Black Lives Matter Network. Michael German is a fellow with the Brennan Center for Justice, Liberty, and the National Security Program, which seeks to ensure that our government respects human rights and fundamental freedoms in conducting the fight against terrorism. Prior to joining the Brennan Center, Mr. German served as the Policy Counsel for National Security and Privacy for the American Civil Liberties Union Washington Legislative Office. A 16-year veteran of federal law enforcement, he served as a special agent with the Federal Bureau of Investigation, where he specialized in domestic terrorism and covert operations. Jonna Winter is an investigative reporter based in Washington, D.C. She previously worked as a national security reporter at The Intercept and breaking news investigative reporter for FoxNews.com. ER listeners, we love hearing from you. If you have episode ideas or comments, you can email us at erpodcast at foreignpolicy.com. Today on the ER, we're here to talk about a strange new FBI designation for terrorists, or specifically an article that we published in Foreign Policy a couple weeks ago that had in some ways much more of an effect than we thought it would. Um, The story starts in August uh, when white supremacists were preparing to descend in Charlottesville, Virginia, which is around the same time that the FBI was preparing a report about a new movement that it described as violent, growing, and racially motivated. Only it wasn't white supremacists that the FBI was worrying about. It was something called, quote, black identity extremists. So amid a heated debate over whether the Trump administration has downplayed the threat posed by white supremacist groups, a subject we were also reporting on in foreign policy, the FBI's counterterrorism division had declared that these so-called, quote, black identity extremists posed a growing threat of premeditated violence against law enforcement. Jonna, I want you to take us back to when we first started working on this article, and you brought to me this FBI document. And I think it shocked you. It shocked me. And neither of us wanted to make a big deal about something that could just be FBI jargon, but this seemed to be so out of what we had seen before. Um, can you talk about what first caught your attention by it? I mean, you know, we see these things all the time, and I specifically see, you know, for the last few years, I'm fairly familiar with these types of documents. And once I, it was sent to me, I thought, you know, holy crap, am I just being crazy or does this, this sound like completely nuts and something totally new? Um, and it struck me, particularly because I had reported on some of the documents that it references to, 
as also a rewriting of history of things that were categorized in an actual, you know, previously designated known types of domestic terrorism groups. And I thought, are they making something up, or maybe I'm having a really weird day and I think everything's weird, I don't know, or both, which I think it was. <laughs> but I think when I showed this document to someone, a former senior Homeland Security official, someone who's just left the government, who is very familiar with these products and has worked with them in the past, basically completely shocked by what they thought. So I reached out to this person. I was like, hey, can you just tell me if something is what I think it is? And the source completely freaked out and was like, oh, my God, what is this? You know, this would never have, you know, flown past. Did this get reviewed by legal? Did this, how did this end up in this way? So, so what is, according to the FBI, a black identity extremist? A new made-up type of domestic terrorist? It was sort of unclear. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing that suggests what they are. The reason why domestic terrorists or other threat groups are sort of profiled in these types of FBI reports is so, you know, cops and whomever receives this can say, oh, these are the indicators I'm supposed to look for. Like, if I pull some guy over at a traffic stop and they hand me a passport that's like, Norwich Nation, like, FYI, that's like a sovereign citizen person. Um, this, there was no behavior, there was no, like, fact-based anything here. Um, they didn't define the term. They threw in and conflated things that had already either been defined as, I mean, sovereign citizens. Most people don't know what a sovereign citizen is. <laughs> Mike, you, you know what a sovereign citizen is. Can you help us out here and then also talk about, I mean, you're also very familiar with some of the predecessor reports. Um, w- w- what is sort of the backstory or back history of this? First, uh, uh, a sovereign citizen uh, is a description that the government gives to a fractured group of ideologies that basically come out of the Posse Comitatus movement of the 1970s, this idea that the federal government is illegitimate and therefore you don't have to follow the rules of the federal government and the local sheriff is the highest legal authority because he's directly elected by the people and it has some very odd peculiarities and they tend to be uh, very much wanting to stay to themselves and and not be involved in society, but it's it's a bunch of different ideas that that the the government sort of collects under this one umbrella, sovereign citizen. And there are certainly handfuls of people who who have been very violent, particularly violent toward the police. It's interesting because I've been I was an FBI agent for sixteen years and then worked at the ACLU where I was looking a lot of, at a lot of these new intelligence products that were being produced. And in 2011, we did uh, a FOIA request that uncovered a lot of similar materials that talked about the black separatist movement. And I found that kind of odd because I wasn't really aware that there was a movement and looked into it. And sure enough, basically what they were doing was taking events from the 1960s and 70s and early 80s and attributing that the violence committed back then to groups that existed today that had no logical connection to those groups other than the fact that they were black and perhaps had some strange ideology or positions on different things. And, and it, it struck me as odd. So I wrote a, a piece calling it manufacturing a black separatist threat, that this was an attempt 
by the FBI to create this umbrella category to cover violence that wasn't really part of any coherent ideological movement. When you called me about this report, it just seemed like the next iteration of it. And in fact, it's interesting because the report actually references a previous document called Black Separatist Extremists Call for Retaliation in Response to Police-Involved Incidents. It is kind of this continuation and, and in many ways, I think, a broadening because not many of these groups really could be accurately categorized as black separatists, right? Some of the documents that this report references about previous products relating to like black separatist extremists, some of these I have, and they really don't say what this document says they say. I mean, it's a complete rewriting of history of there's a few incidents where they just brought in random things, like the guy in New York with, a, um, with the axe or whatever. Um, like, it doesn't... The products that they are referring to reference something totally different. They reference, like, the Black Moorish, like, splinter group of sovereign citizens, or they categorize something that they're not saying in this particular BIE document. So I just want to say do not give so much credence saying that they're quoting their previous work accurately. So I want to turn to Malkia for a second. So what was striking for me when I looked at this document originally was they never mentioned Black Lives Matter by name, and yet they certainly did mention concerns about police violence, about shootings. It was almost like they knew better than to mention Black Lives Matter, but they, but they did all but put the name in. Malkia, what was your reaction to it? Well, as a member of Black Lives Matter, I was furious. And also scared. I think that, you know, as a child of, we call ourselves Panther Cubs, right, as a child of Black Panthers, you know, you learn very early that the government is willing to go very far to neutralize a movement, a political movement it perceives as a threat. It's willing to cross many lines, do things that are, in fact, illegal, unconstitutional, and then, in fact, that may not be discovered for several decades or until someone breaks into a FBI office and reveals something, right? Like, that's what it took in 1971 for people to even know the counterintelligence program exists. So we know that the United States government is willing to do a lot to neutralize uh, political movements it perceives as threats. So it's scary. It's a scary designation, particularly given the fact that it's threatening democratically protected speech, it's threatening the First and Fourth Amendments of, of American citizens. It's creating a designation that then provides a justification for warrants, right? We talk about warrantless searches, but I'm not worried about, I'm not really worried about what they're doing without a warrant. I'm worried about what they're going to do with one, right? Like how they will get one, you know, using this type of designation to justify investigations that should never begin. Because you know what, that's how people get caught up in unexpected interactions with the police that leave people dead right. and that leave other people in, in long-term prison, long prison sentences. Some of my sources, people I reached out to before publication of the story, and particularly FBI sources, who, frankly, I, I think may support some focus on, on Black Lives Matter, or they're not someone who I would tend to think would be you know, calling to say, what are we doing? Like, what the hell is this? This just messes up any case that we're going to to have because this sets up the stage for saying, oh, well, this whole thing is based on nonsense. It looked racist. Yeah, it looks very racist. I mean, racist. the point of someone who, who reached out 
Introducing Self, a new show about real people who are challenging their relationship to money to build a better future for themselves. My new focus is like, as these good things happen in my life, I want to be able to enjoy them. Their loved ones. Not like I really don't want my daughters out here wanting for nothing. Um, now it's kind of backfired because <laughs> now they really don't have no respect for me. And their communities. I want to create more services where women can feel supported when they don't have support. Self is live now with new episodes every Wednesday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.